Hey, this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's up, you guys? Jeremy McGrath here. You are listening to Moto X Pod Show. Back for another week of the Moto X Pod Show. This week, episode 157. We're gonna have Justin Cooper, Brian Kranz, and Bill Harris on the line. Uh, we've got a special guest in studio. Let's do our sponsor reads first. Our title sponsor, Torque One Racing, is providing high-quality, economical performance parts. Check out TorqueOneRacing.com for grips, pegs, handlebars, and more. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter. Also, Shock Socks, All Sport Dynamics, Blood Lubricants, Fly Racing, Power Band Racing, Cherubies USA, X Brand Goggles. Williams Moto Works, Works Wheels and Mods, and Extreme Colors Helmet Painting. Support our sponsors. Help us out. means a lot to us. Also, if you can, go on Patreon, support us, sign up. Every little bit helps. Um, I want to remind everybody about the benefit. We're supposed to have a benefit ride day from my buddy Aaron Smith. I told you guys about it this week. It's gotten pushed, obviously, with all the stuff going on. Aaron cannot be out. Sorry, I had the air conditioner on. Uh, Aaron cannot be out and about. His his immune system's not good. So we're going to postpone that. But you can still donate if you feel like it. Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Aaron253Smith at gmail.com um, on PayPal. And everything goes towards his surgeries and medical bills and all that. So it means a lot. But yeah, I want to introduce my buddy, longtime friend of mine, Steve Williamson's in studio. What's up, Steve? Oh, man, not a lot. Just, you know, working and... Coronavirus and all that mess, it's crazy right now. Yeah, life is crazy. Uh, you know, you recently had some family stuff go on that you're also dealing with life, just yeah. life. Um, but so yeah, I want to get you in here and we'll talk a little motocross. You and I have known each other since like 1990. Yeah, because uh, 99, yeah, 90, yeah, 90. 1990, yeah. You got into racing, and but I've never had you on here. So, um, man, what? how'd you first start racing? I mean, t- tell everybody a little bit about it. Because of you, I've been I rode dirt bikes my whole life and, you know, way you know i'm well i'm 48 years old so you watched it on tv but you never really did know about a local scene yeah <clears throat> and uh that's when you moved next door and you rode and i was well remember i was on my way to hawaii yeah and uh then i got back got a dirt bike and yeah and uh the rest is the history we've been riding and racing pretty much ever since i mean life's twists and turns slowed down here the last couple of years sure and uh but it's been fun i enjoyed every minute of it every getting hit with roost or injuries <laughs> or whatever so yeah yeah well, hopefully in the next six eight months i'm gonna be getting back after it a lot more nice you know the <clears throat> beauty of moto in my fa- opinion is it it really is a family thing you 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 become family with the people you go to your local tracks with you see them at a lot of lo- your local events you and i lived right next door to each other so we we had a little practice track in your backyard that was something to write on anyway you know mm-hmm. i mean i can't tell you For how sure. many times you know most of us mm-hmm. all we really care about is beating our buddies at a race that's really all that matters the guy yes. from freaking four hours away that shows up like yeah whatever we don't care about him right. i just need to beat my buddy so i mean there's been numerous times that you and i have oh. um 
smashed into each oh, other. Epic, Usually me smashing into you out of control <laughs> and heated words. Oh, I specifically yeah. remember, remember Burleson after the rainstorm, sleeping in the, slept in the tent with, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. But also Tom. Longview. Yeah. But also Longview. Oh, yeah, Longview. We, uh, a few yeah. times of you getting up and yelling at me because <laughs> I didn't use my brakes. I just, I used you instead. Yeah. Use me as a break. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know what, you know, your, your son rides a little bit, not as much lately, right. but mm-hmm. I mean, what's, what was that like when your kids started riding? Oh, uh, you know, I loved it. You know, you can't, you know, beat, you know, just, uh, father, son time, father, son time and, and just passing it on. Yeah. Even if to, you know, a friend's kid or whatever, but your own son, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. I mean, he, I tried to make him just, you know, diverse cause with his, and, you know, his, his, my, his mom and family. Mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a battle, you know, Hey, we couldn't go race every weekend. Like sure. I would hope, you know, like every dad does, who's a moto dad or a yeah. parent wants them to go to the show, you know? Sure. And, uh, so it, you know, that didn't really happen, but we had fun and, you know, we still ride a little bit and, and, uh, I'm actually, I got 25 acres just North of town here, uh, clearing my land, got a little bit of a track getting started and hopefully for sure the next six months gonna have a hopefully a full-blown real practice track heck yeah sweet that'd be <clears> close to <throat> be these private tracks are gonna be important right now because you yeah. can't go ride anywhere really i think athens was open last weekend i didn't even know athens was even yeah open, i open. rode there like three weeks ago but it's it's the same track as it was when we were battling that night series yeah at that was a lot of fun hasn't changed um <laughs> lots of jumps and just like yeah. i couldn't it took me two sessions before I even remember the track because my right. mind doesn't work like it used to. It's Ooh. old, but, um, let's talk about Supercross a little bit. Um, we don't know for sure what's going to happen. MXA today released that it's over. That's officially over, but Feld hasn't released it. And I don't trust MXA as far right. as I can throw them. Um, when racer X posts it, I'll believe it. So we don't really know what the, what's going to happen. But as of right now, Eli's leading the 450 <clears throat> points. Kenny's like two behind this yeah. year, man has been amazing. Everybody's right there. Eli has been much uh, more consistent and a better spot than in years past. Hasn't made the mental mistakes. He even talked about that on Pulp Mix last Monday, I believe, <clears throat> that he's really trying to think about this stuff and not be make those mistakes. What do you think about the year so far? What surprised you? Oh, just the you know the parity. You know, every rider. You know, I mean, anybody just about could win any weekend. You know, uh, the you know the consistency of Eli for sure. I mean. Definitely, when he's on, he, you can't touch him. Yeah, yeah, nobody can. And hey, when Kenny's really on and real comfortable, you know, especially on the comfort part, man, the injuries he's had is unreal. He's, you know, you can't touch him either. Right? And, yeah, they're they're like almost the same guy as far as like they have those nights where you're just like they're on a different level, but then they have those nights you're like, what's going on? It's yeah. I mean, I guess that's oh, everybody. You fifth. And, yeah. You know, what happened? Well, well, that's one thing. Everybody's like, oh, they suck tonight. Which I mean shit if you can make the night show you don't suck <laughs> but we expect so much out of these guys right. um but this year was really looking to be something special cooper webb getting hurt at arlington took a little bit of that fire out because he was right there and even i mean up until i was still thinking that he could maybe win the thing because the guy if we have enough races well yeah i mean at that point i don't right, yeah. you know now maybe obviously it's probably not going to finish out with seven races i don't think we're gonna get the final seven I, I, I don't know that we'll get any. Um, I hope that they do come through with a couple. The talk right now is originally it was like, let's go to Vegas in a month or two and do two or three double headers 
and finish in Salt Lake or do a doubleheader in Salt Lake. But then they kept things keep getting pushed back. And then the outdoors have to start. So now that they're, they're talking about, well, let's try to do some super crosses after outdoors. But I don't know how they're going to do contracts because contracts end after outdoors. Some guys yeah. are going to be going to other teams. Um, Daniel Blair had a guy on his show, and I, his name is slipping my mind, but he's an agent. He said that's easy to fix. They can fix those, push those contracts back very easily if everybody's okay with it. Right. So maybe they'll do that. I mean, I. Yeah, true. Man, then you're, you know, as a rider or, as a, you know, pro rider racer, those contracts, you're like, well, if it's pushed that back, back that much more. Who am I going to be riding with if your contract's up? Yeah. And well, that's what I'm saying. They'll stay know. on the same team instead of any. Well, maybe. You know. The idea is for the, everything to get, say, maybe two months. All right. So if it's right. supposed to end at the end of nationals and new contracts, well, push everything two months. But then that leads into the next Supercross right. season. Yeah, that's what so then you go to a new team with no, a month yeah, no before time to Supercross. Prepare, yeah. It's it's crazy. <clears throat> I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think in the end, Supercross is over. I'd, for this I'd hate, year. Yeah. I'd hate to see that. You know, hey, we're we're missing rounds already. Have two more, no fans. You know, winner yeah, take all. I'd be I mean, okay with that. Two more, especially if I can more. go. I have a hard card, so I think I'm in. If, yeah. they, if there's no fans, <laughs> You're right. So, yeah, I'd be. I'd like to see something. I'd like to yeah. have those guys know. In two weeks, we're having one race. It's the finals. Put everything on the line because we're gonna have Justin Cooper on here in a little bit, and he is seven points behind Dylan Ferrandis in the West. Right. Right, so there's still a possibility of winning, of, cha- of, of taking the lead and winning that thing. Eli, uh, Ken Roxon's right there. I think, he, like I said, I think two points. So anything could happen with one race, especially if everything they lay everything on the line for one race. I'd love to see that, man. I don't know. We're gonna have Justin on a little bit. We'll talk to Cooper, th- see what he thinks about, and we're gonna have Crans on, which is Tomax mechanic. Right. See what his thoughts on. See if you know. A lot of people say the uh, the keyboard warriors. Well, there's gonna be an asterisk on that championship if Eli wins like that. And I don't think so. I mean, the rate they, everybody had the same amount of races. It is what it is. Yeah, it's very true. None of these guys are saying, well, after Daytona, that's when I'm going to start trying to go fast. They were, you know, it's not like they're waiting and then now they don't get a chance. <laughs> yeah. They've been trying to, you know, they've been trying to do their best and win the, be in the lead from day one. There's no asterisk in my opinion. It is what it is. It sucks more for the lights guys, I think, who only got yeah, three or four races. races yeah. yeah, but... It's just it's one of those things that five ten years from now we're gonna look back and go hey remember that time when the season stopped at, at Daytona <laughs> right. instead of Ricky Carmichael saying the season starts at Daytona yeah, the yeah, season ended at Daytona to, that's so, what I was just fixed the comment on yeah, yeah Ricky always said well the season actually starts at Daytona and false I think Ricky <laughs> I think that's just because you know you're trying to be as consistent and everything as possible to be in that yes range of being able to attack the end yeah for the rest of the season. Well, and everybody should have their mm. bikes dialed in oh, by yeah. then. And it's sort of right around mid season, a little past mid season. Right. I don't know. It's, it's always, it's going to be an interesting topic, but uh, let's take a commercial break and we'll be back right, right back with Justin Cooper. Hey dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and when I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. 
for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you gotta do is go to AturbeastUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. First guest of the night is brought to you by Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With parts and products that fit perfectly, look amazing, and last, Cherubies has what you need. Visit CherubiesUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and let Brian Fullerton know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, Cherubies brings us from star Yamaha, Justin Cooper. What's up, dude? Uh, not much. Just uh, hanging out on an off day yeah, so I want to ask you, man. Obviously, the world's gone mad. Um, you guys don't really know exactly what's going on. How do you stay? How do you maintain and stay ready, and also maybe chill a little bit? Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, there's a fine line, obviously, with that. So uh, we're just, you know, we don't really have a definite answer yet. So we're just kind of keeping keeping at it for now. But. Um, I think we're going to be off from racing for a little bit, so we'll probably slow down once we know for sure. And, uh, yeah, obviously taking the time off as a, as a good thing and, you know, rest it when we can. Yeah, I think it's probably good when you get a little break because you guys almost never get a break. Your off-season is basically non-existent. I mean, in re- reality, you guys are almost always training and practicing. So I think for your personal life, it's probably not a bad thing, but I have to imagine it sucks that you're, you know, seven points behind your teammate Dylan in second, and you may not get a chance to try to take that away. Yeah, I think um, they'll they'll be more races. Okay, like they're just not going to cut the series, but um, it might not be before outdoors. So I think we're going to have to, you know, buckle up and uh, focus on outdoors for now. And you know, when when the time comes to get back to Supercross, and we'll. You know, kind of focus on that and uh, get in tune, back in tune with the bike and, you know, make another push of the championship. But, um, yeah, nothing's really for sure now. So yeah. it's kind of just like a waiting game and we're just kind of, you know, staying fit, staying training and just, uh, you know, working on working on stuff for now. Yeah, I asked uh, someone about this the other night. Uh, so, you know, obviously there's rumors all over the place and you hear all these stories and, we're out in Texas and I've heard that like some of the hospitals are only taking people like with major trauma or if you have, if you think you have the coronavirus, you can go in and get tested. But like I was told if you're out doing something that's extracurricular and you get hurt, they're not going to see you. Have you heard anything like that? Cause I wonder about riders, you know, if you're out there riding dirt bikes and you crash and have to go to the hospital, are they going to be like, well, shouldn't have been riding a dirt bike. Yeah. 
I heard uh, they wouldn't, their surgeries are getting like postponed or either canceled or postponed yep. if it's not life threatening. So, yes, that's, a, that's yeah, true. So if, I mean, if you, you know, break something bad and you need surgery, uh, it's not going to, I think it's going to have to wait a little bit, um, which is not good. No. So, uh, but it's something everyone has to deal with. So, um, yeah, that's kind of why we would like to, you know, start cutting back on riding and stuff. Uh, there's always a danger. Yeah. Of, you know, even going to the hospital to get checked out, it's <laughs> not the place you want to be at right nope. now. Nope. So, so there's a lot of reasons to, you know, I guess you could say cut back on the riding and, you know, focus on, you know, just being healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and I, I should have told you when we started this, my buddy Steve is in studio. Steve, hey, question? what's going on, Justin? How's it going, Steve? Oh, doing good. Uh, speaking of, you know, the surgery thing, I was, I got a little uh, floater in my meniscus. I was going to get uh, taken care of, uh, let's see, two weeks ago, and <laughs> no, no, I can't. Uh, well, it's you know, it's not life threatening. You can't come to the hospital. Can't do this. You know, it's. Uh, I'm like, okay, you know, but Suck it, up, it is what it up. is. Yeah, just wrap your knee up a little tighter and keep <laughs> going. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. I've heard of uh, a couple of people having to uh, wait on surgery. So yeah, well, that's definitely what... not good. But uh, at the same time, it's probably better to uh, you know stay away from all that kind yeah. of stuff right now. I think the only thing you know, we're, there's a lot going on in the world, a lot more serious than Supercross or motocross. Um, but I, I kind of think that at least with our situation, all of you guys are in the same boat. So it's not like it's just well, some of us can't race or some of us can't really train the way we want or whatever. It's everybody. Everybody's in the same situation. It just is what it is. You got to deal with it and move on. Yeah, pretty much. Like we're all, we don't really know what to do in this situation because right. we've never been in this situation. But I think everyone's like in the moto industry is coming together to kind of, you know, make sure we stay together and do the, do what's right. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, not do something something out of the ordinary where one team's doing a lot and one team's doing a little. So we're kind of trying to talk to each other and, you know, make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Well, let's step back, man. Let's talk about the season so far for you guys, 250 West. Uh, like I said, second points. Um, I know this now as I blew it at San Diego. Um, at press day, I don't know if you remember that, but RC definitely – called me out when I said you were in third place. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I'll ever. Yeah, like, yeah. That was the worst, dude. I mean, like I could have just that nobody had to know that. And then when we started recording again, Ricky Carmichael's over there. Like, why'd you mess up? Like, Come on, man. God, I felt like an idiot. So, but anyway, the season that is so far, um, you know, you've, you've been battling here and there. You've had some mistakes um, that, you know, just little mistakes that cost you some spots. Um, what do you take away so far? What's, you know, what do you, what do you find, what is positivity that you're finding in the season so far? I mean, it's, it's better than last year. So, you know, I'm <laughs> okay. seeing progress and I'm seeing progress and that's really what matters. I, I'm still young in the 250 class and, uh, I got, I got plenty more reasons to do. So, yeah. um, as long as I'm seeing progress each week and it's, it's, really hard uh, racing those two guys they're they're both really fast sure they've been at it for a while so uh it's definitely not easy to beat them but uh yeah just some some days i have it some days i don't like it's it's 
it seems like I'm, I'm always having to be on top of my game to, you know, have a chance to go out there and straight up beat them, which I, I felt like I did have for the first two rounds. And even at Glendale, I felt like I could have won. But on those days that you feel like you can win, you need to win. And it's not right. like an, it's not like you can afford to just get a podium on a, on a day that you feel like you can win. So yeah, you got to take advantage of those days. And uh, I think that's, what I've learned so far this season. I think it's really interesting that you say that because, uh, you know, when you're one of the fastest kids coming up in amateurs, a lot of times, you know, those guys like Austin or whatever, you know, that yourself, you guys are just so used to winning, right? There's a huge, huge gap between the top three or four amateurs and the guys behind them. And then you get into the pro rank and guys like Austin who have been there a little bit longer than you, you know, and, and like you just said, they're on it all the time. And for anybody in life to be on it 100%, all the time is taxing, man. It's stressful. It's mentally stressful. It's physically stressful for you guys. It's a lot, you know, and you're still learning. So I, I think that's interesting that you've kind of, you see that like, you know, Hey, I have to be the best, my best every single time. And as you grow and mature and get a little more experience, man, that's going to get easier and easier. I think. Yeah. I mean, you just give it your best shot at, yeah. at this point when you, when you got guys that are, more successful than you you're racing them you have to be at your at the top of your game and you gotta try and you know beat them on the days that you can so absolutely like growing up and growing up as an amateur like let's say the 85 class like i was like a 15th place guy and i'd look at someone like austin Forkner and just know that i was gonna you know get lapped in that <laughs> moto like at right. my and stuff so it's crazy to to see the journey that's you know been put into this to where i'm now you know, able to compete with him and even beat him. So uh, it's, a, it's a long road, and I guess I I sprouted at the right time, uh, right at the end of my amateur career. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a good story. I've just come into the pro. I've just come into the pro ranks, kind of you know doing my best. And you you really can get knocked down pretty easy when you come in. You got to assert yourself as a as a guy, and from there you uh, just uh, build on what you can. Absolutely, man. For sure. It's uh Justin, you like do you feel like, you know, from amateur and you've been doing this for a couple of years and as a pro, uh you know, do you feel like you've mentally peaked or not really peaked, but actually grasping what it's all about to be that guy weekend, week out and during the week. I mean y'all you know, y'all's regimen is so strict and y'all are just so dialed every day for a moto it's 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 really difficult honestly um you gotta you know like i said you gotta keep building on yourself and you know you just trust the the work that you do and then that, that you put in and um coming into the season it's kind of like an up and like a guessing game like where do i stand and that's why i feel like i I see it as like an opportunity to just, you know, go out there and give it my all. And, uh, you know, some people are trying to see where they match up and that's kind of a uh, good opportunity to go out there and assert yourself as a top guy. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> kind of what I've done my whole career. Like I've always given my best, but at some point you have to start believing in yourself like a lot more than, you think you should almost like kind of fake it because yeah, yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're racing some badass dudes. So it's uh it's funny how it works, but 
um, it's pretty much how it's gone for me. Well, I, we've all seen the improvements you've made and the, the maturity as a racer. So I, I think you're, you're heading down the right track. And as long as you don't get frustrated with yourself, you know, and, and I know Will Hahn, your, your team, man, is a very supportive team, at least from what I've seen, especially Will. Uh, I think you, you've got, you're in the right place. You have the right program and give another, you know, a little more time, especially another full season, man, you're going to, you're going to do good things as long as you keep your head on straight. And I, it seems like you're that type of guy. Um, I do. I want to change the subject just a minute. Um, do you happen to follow F1 at all or watch the Netflix documentary? You know what? I used to live with Will and he used to watch it a lot. So, okay. I, I definitely watch the documentaries. Um, Maybe not like every single race, but I definitely follow it, yeah. Okay, there's there's a documentary on Netflix right now. There's two seasons of it following the F1 series. And the reason I bring it up, and I, I talked to – I can't remember who I talked to the other night, but anyway, it doesn't matter um, about this. It's like the press conferences for F1, man, the riders – or the drivers, excuse me. The drivers are very open about the car wasn't good enough tonight or the car's not fast enough. This car, they'll say on the radio that the fans can hear, this car sucks. Um, they'll, <laughs> one of the drivers called another driver a pussy on a press conference. And I was like, oh, my God, if this happened in Supercross, we would love it, but the teams would hate it. Like, I felt like the, the press conferences and the, the people, the, the drivers, were able to be a little more human, a little more like this is how I feel right now. You guys, or in our industry anyway, just really don't seem to be able to always be honest or open about whether it be injuries or bike stuff or whatever. Is that ever difficult for you to not be able to just say what you want to say? Or, or do you just, or is that not who you are? Uh, I don't feel like it's like, like I certainly don't feel the need to throw anyone un, under the bus at any time. Mm-hmm. But I think it would, be, it would be cool for the sport. But I think that's just, it's just how big F one is. Like there, they can do that without without really much penalty. I guess you could say from yeah from the fan point. But uh, like we're in the growing stage, and I think we need to like keep it as professional as we can. Okay, but good, good answer. I mean, that's how I see it. But. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, that's fair. I, I I was just really impressed. Like when I heard the press conference, I was like, dude, I couldn't ask questions like that at the press conference. I probably wouldn't be allowed back. Sean would kick me out and. You guys wouldn't answer those questions. You know, I mean, I asked a couple questions uh, last year to AC that, like at Denver, I asked him a question, and I don't know that he's ever forgiven me. He doesn't really talk to me the same anymore. I know that. So, uh, yeah, you got to be careful in our sport. But uh, did you have something, Steve? Well, it was, you know, not so much on that, but on the track conditions. Mm-hmm. Last year, you know, with the Lime thing and all that, and this year watching it, you know, and watching, you know, well, Arlington is where live. Me and James just live a couple hours away. How much more the tracks are breaking down? How you know? To me, uh, yeah, sometimes it's kind of good racing, but other times it's, you know, I know everybody's got to ride the same track. Yeah, it sucks in the whoops. You know, because you know you got some guys that are just you know beasts at blitzing, and then everybody starts jumping, and it just seems like a, you know, a section that's not as not you know, as challenging, not yeah. as racing anymore. So what do you think about track conditions this year compared to years past where, you know, they were using lime, you know, that lime is to make everything harder and more like concrete, I guess you'd call it. Have you noticed a big difference in track conditions? I feel like the more, 
the more separation comes from, like, the more beat up the track gets. Like, I feel like, like, if you go out for a 250E1 and you see a guy get a whole shot, that's the type of guy he's just gonna, like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna mess it up. He's just gonna, he's gonna pull away. It's kind of like a highway, so. I think it's good when the track gets beat up, and they haven't been too soft, I wouldn't say, like, even without the line, they, they don't break down as really as, as bad as I think they could. Yeah. Uh, definitely, maybe a little bit worse, but not, not too much. I was on the East Coast last year, so it's hard for me to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very true. Know, kind of compare it to a West Coast round. But, right. Uh, from what I see, maybe a little bit more, but we did have some rain in the beginning of the season, so that might have affected some stuff. It probably um, did. Hey, yeah, but I mean, I think I think the more separation comes from you know when that track gets beat up and we see uh, we see someone turn the beast mode on and they kind of just roll to the front. Yeah, I think at that point the 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 talent, the cream talent, or however you want to say, the team, the cream of the crop does ride to the, rise to the top at that point. The uh, the ability maybe is a little more apparent. Hey, Justin, I got two more questions I want to ask you. One of them we may cut out if you don't want to answer it. But first thing I want to answer you, ask you. Is Daytona Supercross 250 heats one and two a disaster? That first lap, both of them with the whoops being the way they were. How glad were you that you didn't have to hit those things? You know, I I, I watched that and I, it kind of brought um, brought me a flashback to Arlington in 2019. Uh, they built the whoops super flat, like laid down and like. You kind of come in and just, you know, go through them fast, and then you don't really think much of it, but then you go out for the heat race, and I remember, I think I was in second in the heat, and I came into them, and they were, like, I got into them, and they were totally different, and I was like, (laughs) what did I just hit? Yeah. Like, it was not even comparable to practice, which is kind of like, in my opinion, that's stupid, and that's an easy way for her to hurt, you know, riders. Well, yeah, I saw that. Just just rebuild loops like you have to if you're going to rebuild them you have to keep them the same height and all that just uh fix up the edges and stuff but agreed you can't you can't rebuild the you can't rebuild the loops yeah dirt works is usually pretty good about it because they do it so often you know and obviously the guys at daytona is a different crew and they definitely missed the mark there and uh, i i cannot I could not imagine that happens again they they have to have figured out that was bad but i was just interested in your thoughts all right, now I'm going to ask you a question. We're pre-recording, so I could delete this if you don't want to answer this question. But you and Austin Forkner don't like each other. Um, do you have any thoughts? Any? Do you want to elaborate on that at all? I think he's he's like he's an amateur that's you know growing up. He's kind of like an AC, where he's growing up to you know kind of was fed into the professional ranks to be the guy that goes and wins everything. And he definitely has like a sort of a cocky attitude towards mm-hmm. everyone thinking he's like, you know, he's a shit or whatever, but uh, it kind of just fuels me up to want to beat him even that much more. Cause he's nothing. I mean, he's a great rider, but he's, he's not, I don't, I don't like people that, you know, come across as that kind of guy. Sure. I think they're better than everyone. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, Definitely. I mean, that's basically all I have to say about okay. that guy. Fair enough. I appreciate yeah. you, you giving us an answer. Did you have one more, Steve? Well, you know, just your 
your finish is your performance should be your words. Yeah. Not just, you know, <laughs> you know, cocky little shit. You know, hell, nobody likes shit. You flush it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've known Austin a long time. He used to come out and train at one of our local tracks in Texas. I love his family. His mom and dad are amazing. So I try, I, you know, but I, I see where people have a little bit of an issue with his attitude. And he dishes it out sometimes, but doesn't take it very well. Um, so I, I get it, man. I think that'd be tough to race against. To me, it'd be a lot easier to have an AC Ken Roxon, Ken Roxon Eli type of battle where, look, we really, really are talented. We really, really exp- um, uh, have high, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, respect for the other right, rider. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, afterwards we can be what, like. That's what I'm saying here. Yeah, like yeah. AC, like the difference between AC and, and Forkner, like I, I respect both racers but ac has respect for racers back so yes yes i feel like forkner in a way like if he won't respect it if you beat him he won't he won't respect it he thinks like the best stuff yeah well that's, I, like that's where I, that's where it goes wrong with me i can see that you know and i know you've had some issues with your teammate dylan ferrandez i'm not gonna ask you about that but dylan you know dylan's aggressive too but he always at least from the outside seems to legitimately feel bad like the thing with christian craig he felt horrible about that, I believe. I don't think he means to be so aggressive, you know. And sometimes I think Austin does it – it's on purpose. I mean, it's, hell, he'll tell you it's on purpose. So that, that would suck as, his, as a, comp- a competitor against somebody like that because you really don't know what to expect. Um, but, Justin, I'm not going to make you ask, answer any more of that stuff. Uh, we're going to wrap this thing up. But I appreciate you coming on tonight and talking a little bit with us. And it's uh, we, needed, we needed a little moto talk tonight, man. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been bored myself. So I was more than willing to come on. Awesome. Well, man, um, I may hit you up again, and we'll do an episode of the podium where I ask you your top three and a favorite subject. We'll do that maybe in a week or so if you want. All right, cool. All right, Justin. Thanks, man. Take care. Be safe, and uh, just enjoy life, bro. That's for sure. Yeah, you too. All right, buddy. See ya. Uh, see ya. All right, that was Justin Cooper. Uh, Steve, your first time doing a real interview on a podcast. What do you think? That's awesome. It's fun, I mean, right? yeah, I'd love to come back and do it more. I mean, anytime, dude. Uh, like I said, we do this every Tuesday, so you can sit in. Like you, you were surprised at how long the show was when you right, asked me yeah. earlier. But I usually try to do three or four guests, and they're about twenty minutes a pop. Because I feel like anything less to me, it's just yeah. TJ, my producer, is always like, "Sure, show needs to be shorter." <laughs> I'm like, man, I just, I'm enjoying this. Like, I want right, to talk yeah. to all these guys. You know, it's like and, hanging out. You know. Well, and the other thing is. Like I told him before, so when I start trying to book a show, I usually start like Thursday or Friday before. So I'll send three or four texts out because you don't know who's going to respond. You don't know who's going to say no. And then you might get, say, two yeses on Friday. And you don't hear nothing Saturday, especially when the races are going on. They're busy yeah. Saturday. They're probably not going to respond until Sunday night or Monday. So then I'm like, oh, maybe I need to have a couple other guys on backup. So I start sending more texts out. And then all of a sudden on Tuesday, an hour before the show, you get four or five. Yeah, man, I'll do it. <laughs> You're like, oh, crap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Long show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that, so, yeah, that would be cool. So anyway, but um, yeah, Justin Cooper, that was awesome. We're going to go to another commercial break. I'll be back with Brian Kranz. Are you going to stick around or do you need to get out of here? Uh, it's please. 630 local time. Wait, wait, we'll be right back. Steve may be here. <laughs> huh? Maybe. He may be here. He may not, but uh, we'll be right back. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. 
Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, hire rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better. Not good, but better. Up next, brought to you by Extreme Colors. If you're rolling up to the line with a custom painted helmet, it's really one of the coolest feelings you can possibly have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1989, and his price has never changed. Only $295 gets you a custom professional one-of-a-kind paint job on your lid. So contact Kurt at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com. And Extreme Colors brings us from Factory Kawasaki, Mr. Brian Kranz. What's up, bro? Hey, what's happening? Dude, just uh, like I said a minute ago, we're just kind of hanging out in the, uh, I guess it's the man cave studio, looking at jerseys and trying to not get sick. Nice. Uh, six feet away from each other. Dude, I'm going to be here by myself right now. I had a co-host in a little bit ago that had to butt bail, but yeah, he was at least six feet. Okay, that's good. That's good. You know, it's funny, dude, I, I'm just one of those guys that's kind of like, whatever, man. I go to work. Um, there's eight of us in my department, and we're always in the same office in the morning. A couple of us getting trucks together, so we're, what, three feet apart at most probably, and we go work, and we dig, and we do our job. I can't worry about stuff like that. I mean, I know I probably should, but I got to live my life, man. I got to go to work. I got to do what I do. I don't know. I can't freak out too much. Oh, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, it's this whole thing is just crazy, crazy, right? But yeah, as long as everybody tries to do what they can to do their part, that's that's all we can ask for. Yeah, I agree. And I was thinking about that this morning. So me and the guy I was in the truck with, we let's go grab some breakfast. We go through our drive-thru at the donut shop. I pay with my credit card. The guy with me gives me some cash. I'm like, hmm, I wonder who touched this cash before you touched it. Well, now I'm touching it. <laughs> right. And now I'm handing it to the, the donut lady. And she's going to hand it to somebody else later. And then she hands me some chains that somebody else probably touched. And I'm like, man, what? This is impossible. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I need know. donuts. Well, it's crazy that, that we, we would never even think about that kind of stuff, you know, two months ago, three it, months ago. And now, right. now it's at the front of our mind. Absolutely. Well, okay, so what has uh, come down the pipeline from Kawasaki? Have they cut you guys back as far as how you do things? I mean, or is it business as usual? Because I don't know how many people are around you during the day. Yeah, no, it's uh, for us, there's a lot of changes because, you know, we work, at the end of the day, we work for a corporation, right? We're not a, a private satellite team. So um, we have to abide by what, you know, Kawasaki wants. And, and uh, as far as they're concerned right now, it's, um, everybody that works for them is working from home. Okay. So, so we're, we're cut back a lot on being able to go in and work and, and do our, our normal deal. So do you have Eli's bike in like your garage, your bedroom? I mean, no, well, luckily <laughs> he's home in Colorado yeah. right now. Um, and he has uh, a bike there to ride and actually, Right before we got kind of shut out of our shop for the time being, I was able to get an outdoor practice bike sent to him. So, okay. Uh, so he'll have that. and uh, Yeah, but I mean, all, all these guys have cut back on their riding schedule right now, right? So it's 
it's pretty light across the board as far as work that's needing to get done, with, especially with us not racing. Yeah, I uh, I just got off the phone with Justin Cooper, and I was asking him this, um, and I think I asked, might have been Hunter Lawrence or somebody recently. Um, so with the, the things that are going on, some hospitals, they're not taking people that are not life-threatening major issues. And I've heard, you know, if a rider that's out practicing right now, you know, that type of thing, they get hurt. It wasn't a necessity for these guys to be riding, and the hospitals may not even take them. You know, let's say a rider goes down and breaks a collarbone, right? I mean, can they go get surgery, or do they have to sit there and suffer? No, it's absolutely something that you know, these guys got to think about right now. It's, that's for sure. Like, the, the hospitals need to keep these beds open for, for the people that really need them right now and, yeah. and not for guys that are out, um, you know, doing their – quote-unquote non-essential stuff sure um okay let's take this back this season's been um i would say a little different for eli which you know obviously trickles down to you um and he somewhat admitted or brought up on the pulp show maybe last monday that he is really trying to be more consistent you know and not make he i don't remember what term he used but basically the brain fart type mistakes he's you know, we we in the media have talked about him making before these little weird mistakes that we can't really explain. He's really focused on that. Um, has yeah. he talked to you about that? Is that just something he's done on his own and you've just noticed? What do you see? Um, it's just part of getting older and, okay. and just maturing. I mean, we've we should have had a couple of Supercross titles by now, right? So, um, you know, he's just. He's thinking more about it. And he's getting later in his career, and he's running out of time, so he has to make it happen. And he just, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's been the most consistent in the Supercross season than, than he's ever been. Yeah. Um, you know, our worst race was was uh, the opener, and you know, you throw that out, we're we're our worst is a fourth. So, um, you know, it's 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 been a good season for us, and Kenny's been right there, man. They've been yeah. battling back and forth. Um, so he's definitely keeping us honest, and and uh, you know it's it's a bummer that it had to end when it did because it was it was getting really fun and exciting for everybody. It sure was. Um, has he verbally said that stuff to you that hey I I know my time is running out or is it just something you know he knows? Um, yeah, I mean he hasn't said those exact words, but it's just something he knows. You know, yeah. we both know we've we both you know been been at it a long time and worked together a very long time and um it's it's time to get it done now yeah um okay and you mentioned a minute ago uh the, the way the season's gone being super you know tight in points with kenny going back and forth and of course cooper was right there before the the horrible accident at arlington um the season's been amazing um what do you think you know look eli mentioned he, he said some things on pulp showing how much respect he had for Kenny. And then Kenny on Jason Wygant's podcast last week, I think on exhaust, Kenny mentioned how much respect he has for Eli, which I'm the type of guy that I love that stuff. Uh, unlike Daniel Blair, who likes the drama. I love the fact that these guys are like, Hey, this dude's badass, And I love racing against him. I love that we can be clean and we trust each other. Um, so to me, that makes for better racing. Maybe not, yeah, not, not so much better drama, you know, I mean, you, I, I kind of also, I guess, see the point of, all right, Barsha and Eli really got into it. They had words at San Diego. That's also exciting. What's going to happen? But at the end of the day, yep. I want 
good, clean racing. You know, let's have some block passes, but clean, not kill each other. And yeah. I love how the season's gone. But I want to ask you this because you know it's out there. If the season ends today, if Feld calls it, there's those keyboard warriors who are going to say, well, there's this asterisk to this championship, which I do not agree with. Everybody had to race. doesn't matter if it was 17 or 10. Everybody was putting everything they had into it. This is where it ends. There's no asterisk in my opinion. But what do you say to those people? What do you feel about it? Um, I, I don't think there's an asterisk there. I mean, yeah, sure, it's the season ended right now. It's nothing that any of us had any control over. But the one thing we do have control over is being in the points lead and carrying the red plate and something like this happens. And you know what? That's, that's it's not something we can control. And we've worked hard to put ourselves in, in the best position we possibly can. And, and we've been the best guy after 10 rounds. I mean, that's yeah. what it boils down to. We have the most points and that's that. I mean, sure. People, everybody's going to have something to say, but I mean, looking at it today, you know, I just read something about, and you know it's not over and they're gonna finish this round 11 through 17 at some point but they don't have dates or locations right. or anything so you know who knows what's gonna happen or how it's gonna play out but so, if it were to end today and they uh gave us the title uh, we'd be very proud of that yeah i think i can obviously you should be um, I heard the thing about that they're going to try to finish the series but then i also saw that mxa and i didn't read the the post but mxa posted that it's officially canceled, which I don't believe that's a true at all. Uh, Feld hasn't put anything out. I'll believe it if Racer X posts it. I don't believe it if MXA posts it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, regardless, I have to believe also that Eli, as much as Kenny, would like to race the full series to to win the championship in a full series. I don't think he wants to win it this way. He wants to do it, you know. And, and I also don't think – like I said this earlier when we we're doing our opening of the show that anybody that says, well, you know, Kenny didn't get his full opportunity or whatever. They didn't run the full first full, the last seven races. It's not like Kenny's laying back going, okay, after Daytona, I'm going to turn it on. You know, these guys are battling right. they're the best they can every week. And, uh, man, I think it's, if it's only 10 races or whatever this year, then so be it. It's, it's one of those things we'll look back and go, Hey, remember that time? But yeah, I just—I don't know. It was a fantastic season so far. Yeah, yeah, it really, really has been amazing, and, and uh, you know, even to end end it on how Daytona was. I mean, that was an incredible ride by Eli. And, I mean, he dropped the hammer to catch Kenny, and and uh, it was a great race. You know, it was a championship ride. Yeah, absolutely. Coming from that far back, and I actually picked Cooper that night. I just felt like Cooper was going to do something mind-blowing because just the, he's a beast coming back from that injury, but it didn't happen the way I thought it yeah. would. Uh, I, and I really, really wanted him. I want, I, I hate to say this to you, Brian, but I kind of wanted Eli and Kenny to finish like eighth and ninth and Cooper to win. <laughs> I wanted this points thing going into Vegas and Salt Lake to be like two points between each guy, no matter what direction, you know, I, I, that's what yeah. I wanted. But uh, as a fan, but um all right, let's talk about outdoors a little bit. You said you sent him a bike to start kind of riding some outdoors. How do you, yep. as a mechanic, and how does Eli, as a rider, say, 
damn, what do, what do I do? Cause I don't know what's going to happen. You know, if outdoor starts in a month or whatever the schedule said, I don't remember what the dates were or if Supercross comes back or do I just take some time and hang out with my chick who's, you know, and getting ready to be a dad, you know, like how do you, how does he find a balance and how do you as a mechanic know what to do? I mean, I guess you're, yours is a little different because you just probably do what you're told to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's not really anybody necessarily telling me what to do. Okay. If I don't know what I'm doing by this point in my career, then I shouldn't be here. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, as far as, as far as bikes and what you did to have ready and yeah, you just don't yeah, know. No, I mean, right, right now, um, I think we're all leaning towards just starting to ride more outdoors and, and preparing to race outdoors. Okay. Um, uh, I definitely don't see a super cross race happening before, um, you know, the, that June, I think it's June 13th or something is the, what they project as the first round of outdoors in Florida. Yep. Um, I don't see a supercross race happening before then. So, um, you know, I think right now we just turn our focus to outdoors, but for the meantime, um, kind of take it easy, you know, and, and, uh, just relax and obviously still, still train hard and, and, uh, and keep working at what we're doing, but mm -hmm. there's no reason to be, grinding as hard as we would be if we were racing week in and week out yeah, um, yeah. we got to kind of treat this like it's our off season right now you know it's just yeah five five months earlier than normal <laughs> which may not be a bad thing right i mean it's it's a pretty brutal schedule having a little break for the fans again in the media like it sucks but for you guys it's probably like hey man let's take a break let's go to the beach for a few minutes a day or two you know let's <laughs> yeah. let's, let's spend some time yeah, with our family yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish it was a break and we didn't have to be, you know, stuck in our house yeah. and, and not really being able to go out and feel normal about it, you know. Shit, ain't nobody staying um, nobody staying in their house here in Texas. Really? Hell no. I mean, it's it's definitely. Uh, I mean, I haven't been out much honestly since Thursday. I've, oh wow! I, I I went to the store quick to grab a few things that we needed, and um, that was crazy in itself. Standing yeah. in line to get into the freaking store. Um, but I really haven't been out actually. Okay. I, I went, out, went out today and, uh, met Justin Shanty. I, I think he was on the show a few weeks he ago. He was. Yeah. Um, and cause he had some extra toilet paper. Nice. On toilet paper, so, yeah. Uh, he hooked me up with some toilet paper, which is just insane. But um, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, toilet paper and hamburger meat, man. Those are the things that are tough to come by for me right now. But, I mean, I'm, I'm still going to work. Uh, they did cut us back to every other day, which I said that, on, I think, with Jess Cooper earlier. But, uh, and, I'm, dude, I'm going riding this weekend. It may be at a private track, but I'm getting back on a bike. It's time, and I don't really unless, – unless there's some way I'm going to jail for going outside, which I don't think is happening. Right. I got to go get – I got to go ride, bro. It's been all way too long. Yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're planning on going camping next weekend if it's still if we're still in the same predicament. Just get go. out of town and head up to the desert and uh, let the kids get out on uh, four wheelers and and uh, breathe a little bit. Gonna go hang out with Kiefer? Uh, no, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of the guys are up that way right now, riding with him. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of guys riding, riding up in the high desert. So the yeah. dirt's amazing out here right now with the rains we've been getting. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you guys, you're back next year, right? I mean, Eli's still in, you're back. Uh, so yep. even with this crazy year, we have to think next year's back to normal. And obviously the goal is uh, some back-to-back -back 
championships again. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, you know, we we want to definitely get the Supercross title, however it plays out or ends up with the racing side of things. And then, you know, we want to get this, this fourth outdoor title in a row. Yeah. And that's, that would be freaking huge. It sure would, man. I'm a... Uh... I'm looking forward to seeing that thing kick off, even although I was planning on going to Hangtown. So I got got a little screwed on that. But, I mean, obviously that's not the most important thing in the world right now. Um, I do. I will have to say that they're, the only, like, ray of sunshine I see through this whole thing is that it saved me a lot of money on donuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, no yeah, donuts. you're right. But uh, anyway, Brian, man, I just want to spend some time with you, see how things were going, and talk to you a little bit about this year so far. Um, we'll definitely do this again once we figure out what's going on with racing. We'll whether whether outdoors kicks off or they squeeze some supercrosses in or whatever. We're, we're I want to get you back on, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, absolutely, anytime. Okay, Brian, thanks for coming on, man. You have a good night, and uh, hopefully, you guys get to go have some family time in the high des or in the des camping next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, man. And uh, take care. Will do, bud. Thanks. All right. All right, bye. Brian Cran. Dang it. I meant to ask him why he is not on social media, and I forgot. So I'll have to save that for next time. Uh, but, yeah, Brian's a great dude. Uh, again, some of you listeners may disagree. You may feel like it is an asterisk. Like, look, I get it. It's not a full season. But I don't – man, I just don't, I don't feel like we can hold that against any of the riders, whoever – benefits from this thing it's just i don't feel like we can hold it against them it's not their fault um it's it's something that happened to everybody you have to be prepared for every race and race for the championship every race and we see you know now why things can happen if you're not prepared if you're not all in in the beginning which you know these guys at that level are so i, I for me there's no asterisk Anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with Bill Harris from Feld Supercross Futures. We're going to talk to him a little bit about what's going on and call it a night. Thanks. Hey, Kylie. Does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork sills. So, if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork sills, Get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside. And as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy. Or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickle wear in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. Powerband Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing best service and products. They are committed to developing new products and improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. 
They're based out of Minneapolis, and they're a WP Authorized Service Center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. Many bikes to big bikes. They cover them all. Power Band Racing has your suspension covered. Contact them at 320-983-3400 and follow them on Facebook or Instagram. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven two Trey, I wear Fly, wear Fly too. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock-On Grips today. Blood Lubricant Signature Products, Blood Power Sport Series, Blood Racing Pro Series, and Blood Racing Pro Elite Series were all created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. From dirt track to off-road, motocross, supercross, and drag racing, bloodlubricants.com has what you need. Along with their oil lines, Blood Lubricants provides chain loop, degreaser, polyclean, and other top-notch products. Independent tests have shown Blood Lubricant oils to allow your bikes to run up to 30 degrees cooler. Give Jeff Green and Blood Lubricants a try, and you won't be disappointed. Blood Lubricant sponsors of Tyler Powers, Team PRMX, Team TXS, and many other pro supercross and motocross riders. Visit bloodlubricants.com today. Next guest of the night is brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. In 2019, Fly Racing became the title sponsor of Supercross and continued through 2020. With great riders like Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, and of course, Damon Bradshaw, all wearing Fly products, you should too. So hit up flyracing.com and let them know the Moto X Pod Show sent you. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us from failed Bill Harris. What's up, dude? How's it going, man? Thanks going, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to get you back on. Um, you know, you're you're a bit of an insider, obviously, with the, with the company. You may not be able to give too many details or even know too many details, sure. but a lot going on right now, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm sure everyone's seen the news. Uh, Feld had um, company-wide layoffs uh, last Friday, the 20th of March, and uh, came a, came as a, a little bit of a surprise. Um, and uh, But, uh, you know, now that we're seeing all these other companies fall and, and fold up and, you know, racing obviously stopped a couple weeks back, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, it's terrible news, you know. You don't, you don't like to hear anybody going through this stuff, but unfortunately, this is the uh, the cards that were dealt. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot bigger than racing. Obviously, there's families involved, and I mean, like jobs on the line and futures pop possibly. You know, I mean, not not supercross futures necessarily, but the future of the human yeah. beings working at these jobs all involved. Um, you know, and that that 
I think sometimes it's hard to look at the bigger picture at that because we're really very selfish society and really, you know, as racers and fans and media, we, we just want to go racing. That's what we're focused on, but it's a lot bigger, bigger issue than that, unfortunately. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I know when, when they, when they had to cancel, uh, I believe it was Indy, you know, yep. they, we were getting beat up pretty hard on social media. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, people look at it as like you're saying, they're selfish. They want to see the race, but the governors of these states are dictating what, what can go on. It's not us. We want sure. to race just as best as people want to see the race. So, yeah. um, but, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is definitely far, a lot far, re- more far reaching than just dirt bike racing. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and also there's the issue, which a lot of people don't think about, let's say Feld said, okay, yeah, we're going to keep racing. No fans, just media, uh, you know, mm-hmm. team members, whatever, bare minimum. And then somebody gets sick and they say, well, it happened at Supercross. So then lawyers are going to be like, well, they should have been having Supercross. Everybody else yeah. shut down. Why didn't they? And it's a liability. Mm-hmm. And we're dealing with that at my job. I work for the public works department where I work. Uh, last week I had to go build signs and put them out at all the parks. and said kids can't play on the, you know, the monkey bars and everything. And people were mad. And I'm like, look, if you get sick, we're a Sioux happy country. Every, yep. other, every other city said, nope, can't do it. So if we're the only ones to say, yeah, it's fine, then we're liable. And yeah. unfortunately, the, you have to look at things like that that I don't think a lot of people are considering. No, they're not. They're not. And, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's just like it, it just falls like dominoes. Once one city does something, yeah. it's come down the line. So Yeah, we um, didn't want to at all. But it, it got yeah. at the, at the uh, city council meeting last week. They came and said, we're putting everything on the city council. If something happens, it's on you guys. So they have to take every precaution. And that goes back yeah. to Feld also. Like, you know, you anybody with their any halfway sense of intelligence knows that Feld wants to be racing right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. I mean, Feld, and, and people look at Feld as just Supercross, and it's not. I mean, Supercross is a very small piece of the, the Feld puzzle. They have the Disney shows. They have the Jurassic World Live uh, tour. They have the Marvel Universe Live tour. They have Monster Trucks, which is huge. Yeah. You know, they have the Trolls experience, uh, and they have a Sesame Street Live uh, stage show. So they have their hands in a lot of different, um, you know, obviously events where large people are going to congregate. And and once everything started closing, um, they were forced to bring all those tours back to headquarters uh, or or you know, park the trucks around the country uh, and get people home to their families. So, um, which, you know, and that was important. They did that. They did a good job of that, getting equipment secured and getting people back to where they, they came from so they weren't, uh, you know, stuck in airports or cities that they didn't they didn't live in. So, yeah, um, yeah. but with no revenue coming in, um, I don't want to say it's no surprise that, that they did what they did, but, uh, what you know, how long are they going to float, you know, all those, people it was over probably over a thousand people yeah it's a a fortune Uh, they they're a business they had to do what they had to do it's it's for for somebody like you in your position it's i'm sure it's very stressful it's not what you wanted but i I have to assume you somewhat understand even though it sucks yeah i do and i'm i'm not i'm not upset you know not not mad really about the decision i mean yeah it comes as a surprise and i've been there almost 10 years uh as a in the management position um, so I, I'm confident that I'll, uh, I'll either hopefully get back with Supercross or, or I'll find something here in South Florida to, uh, to start making a living again. But, um, yeah. the, pro- 
is when in this economy and and we're still in the the lockdowns and stuff <laughs> like that so it's, it's still it's just still a really weird situation totally so. agree We've been talking about that all night. So I had Justin Cooper on first, and then I had Brian Krantz, you know, obviously Eli's mechanic. So okay. I kind of want to ask you some of the same questions I was asking them. Uh, okay. You know, e- even if you know the answer, I know you can't give it, but let's just go hypothetical. What do you think might happen? What do you see as the best case scenario? Um, Supercross is not going to be back in two or three weeks. Probably none of the scheduled events are going to happen. What would you like to see happen? So, um, uh, they, they, they are looking to do, um, basically makeup races. Um, now I, in two to three weeks, I think that's probably a little aggressive of a timeline pending. Sure. They just, uh, got rid of, you know, so many people, um, you know, we'd need a little bit of time to kind of rebuild a team internally and, you know, get all the logistics set up, um, to, to have that happen. Uh, you know, we'd have to have venue approval that we could have people, uh, even if we did it without fans, um, we still have to have all the race teams. We still have to have all the building staff. Um, so, you know, I, I think two or three weeks is a little aggressive. It's probably going to be a couple months, maybe, maybe sometime in the fall, um, pending this, this, uh, this virus loses its grip on the United States a little bit. Right. Uh, but. But they, they, they do want to make up the races. Now, are they going to be at the venues that were listed in the schedule? Prob- probably not. Um, I mean, let's face it, the, the football stadiums, if, if they get back up and running in the fall, they're going to have football. Of course. Um, you know, if baseball stadiums get up and running in the summer, they're going to try to have baseball. Um, so, uh, you know, we'd have to figure out where we fit into that and, and figure out what venues are available um, to do the, the makeup races. So, um, but it's still, you know, I mean, it's still a series, it's still a championship. We still want to crown champion. We don't want to stop halfway through the season. Of course uh, and I don't think, I don't think anybody wants to win a championship that way. They want to win it at the end, you know? So, um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where I see it going, uh, to be honest with you. Hopefully we can get these sanctions lifted in these cities and, and kind of resume, somewhat of a normal life again and, and right. get this race before 2020 is over. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I just find it very difficult to wrap my brain around that this could go much longer than a couple months. Um, yeah. With the, the craziness we have in just a couple weeks of the way all of us as humans are reacting. Like I, even myself, I don't want to stay home. Um, I, I'm still going to work, but like I want to go, I want to go to Walmart the other night because I just I needed something for a BMX bike, and my fiance yeah. was like, "Dude, that's really really dumb of you." And I was okay, fine, I'll order it on Amazon. I just wanted to go somewhere, you know. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's it's hard like to imagine it going much longer, but it may. Um, and hopefully, we'll figure it all out as a society. Uh, I want to touch on Supercross futures a little bit since that's what you were, you know, over. That was your baby. Um, yeah. You know it. I feel like it was a really good year. We talked about this just a few months ago, but um, you know, if they aren't able to do any more rounds, maybe hopefully they'll have a finals, you know, like they're planning, but are you pretty happy with the the way the series went this year, the way it grew? Yeah, I I was, I mean, it, 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 I think we got better from last year. We learned a lot. Um, I know, you know, occasionally we have people that, you know, aren't happy and I, if, if someone's not happy, I like to know what it, what it was. What is it something that I can fix? There's not, a, I can't fix everything. 
some of the stuff's venue or city related. Um, but I, I feel like we're getting better. I feel like we're we're hopefully making a little bit better product for the for the riders. Uh, yeah. I know track time is always a big issue, but you know, trying to find that balance of how many classes we offer versus um, you know how many laps everyone gets. That's always it's not an easy formula to calculate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was great, and we were going to some new places. I was really looking forward to going to uh, Foxborough. I'm from the Northeast, and I thought that, you know, I, I thought we need to be up there. You know, there's a tremendous amount of riders. It's a huge population density up there. Um, I mean, at one time, the majority of the national tracks were up in that area. Yeah, there's um, a lot. Yeah, true. So, so um, you know, I was really looking forward to that. Our last one was at Arlington at AT&T Stadium. That mm-hmm. was awesome. That stadium is just phenomenal. So it was, Meh. it was, uh, it was shaping up to be a really good year, and you know, unfortunately, it got cut short. Um, we are. I know there was talk before, right when, right when coronavirus was starting to come out, and and people were starting to, you know, really take a look at it, and they're like, if we have to cancel the rest of the races, maybe we'll just take the six that we've done and take more more riders from each round to the national championship. Okay. Uh, now, now with the way things are going, I don't know if they still want to do a national championship. I mean, here I'm not, I haven't been in the office since last Thursday. Um, so I don't know what the new updates are on that. Um, sure. I know, I know getting Supercross finished is definitely probably more of a priority than futures. Um, <laughs> But I, but that's not to say we couldn't tie in a national championship on the back of one of the Supercross makeup races. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I will say this is sort of just a joke to a degree, but you know Daniel Blair fairly. Do you know him well at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So do you know he's got a uh, a bet going with Danger Boy? Do you know about this? No. Okay. So Daniel is planning or was planning on racing the Salt Lake City round. Uh, he bet yeah. Danger Boy that he could have a single lap, a faster single lap than Danger Boy. Uh, he's, oh you know, he said there's no way he could do it three or four laps, but he was going to be racing Jacob Hayes' bike, his his okay. race bike. So he had a good yep. piece of equipment. He's been, quote-unquote, yep. getting prepared, training, which doesn't mean much for Daniel. But um, So this is a big deal. <laughs> this is a big deal to us you know, as fans and media, um, and, and now it may not happen. So somehow we have to make sure this happens. Oh man! Oh man, this is good. Yeah, because I, 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 uh, when I was running, so I used to run the Amsoil Arena Cross Series. I was right. the event manager, and eventually became the director. So I was with Daniel Blair a lot uh, <laughs> when he was when he was racing there. So uh, when he was I would beating up on the lo- young kids. Exactly, exactly. I'd love to see this uh, this race happen. Now I want to see if he can do it. Um, yeah, because Danger Boy can lay it down. You know. And I mean, not that Daniel, I'm sure he's been riding, but he's, he's a dad now, you know, yep. he's got, he's got other stuff going on. So I agree, man, man. well, well be... I'll do everything I can. <laughs> I'll do everything I can. To okay. Make that happen. That's all yeah. I needed to hear. All right. Now I want to ask you a tough question. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe it's not too tough, but I want to, I want to give credit to Pulpamex. A listener called in about two or three weeks ago and asked okay. Steve, you know, his thoughts, Steve has some rants about the, the Supercross futures. This guy, sure. you know, basically said, you know, hey, this is supposed to be futures. 
So when you have mm-hmm. vets plus forty plus forty five, I don't know what the age groups are. Guys like myself that that you're really those guys are not futures. It's a money grab is kind of the way they for Feld is the kind of way they worded it. Look, I understand it's it's a business also along with trying to promote the futures. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about that though? Like as a product, would it be better to not have old older guys like myself out there? Sure. That's a good question. I see that, that stuff a lot. And I mean, it gets joked around a little bit and, and we even joke about it in the office or did joke about it in the office a little bit because I mean, it's true. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's any secret that there's, you know, 25, 30, 35 and 40 plus riders out there. Um, you know, we only offer, I mean, I guess we offer four of those vet classes. Um, it, it is tough. I mean, and there's been discussions of what do we do? Do we keep the vet classes? Do we eliminate the vet classes and give more track time to the youth classes? And, you know, on one hand, that makes a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. This is future, as I did right in the title, this is Supercross Futures. This is the next generation of, of riders coming up. Um, then the other train of thought is, you know, the business side of it. Um, it's a business, and these might be dads, like Daniel Blair coming with his son, and his son's racing, and why not have a class that Daniel Blair can race in? Because maybe it'll make it more enticing for them to come if they're both racing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a case yeah. a lot, not with the Daniel Blairs of the world, but somebody like, like say myself, if I had a kid that age yeah. that want to do it, I'd be like, well, tell yeah, I want to do it too. I don't want to stand yeah. there all day and not ride. So I get, exactly. I see all sides of it. Yeah. And then, I mean, for those guys in, in those classes and I, Albeit again, I, I get it. There's there's four of those classes um, that are considered, I guess, vet classes. Um, I mean, some those guys want that opportunity to, to race in a stadium, and this is the only opportunity. True. Because, uh, so, I I mean, I talk to a lot of people, obviously when I'm at Futures, and the older guys, they just want that experience of walking into that tunnel where. Eli or Barsha was the night before and going out on that floor. Um, just as as an experience. So, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe the the vet classes have to be tailored back a little bit to maybe one or two classes. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's a great question. And there's, I don't think there's any perfect answer. No, Um, I don't either. I think again, as Feld is obviously a business, Supercross is a business. (laughs) If it didn't make money, they're not going to do it. Uh, I'm, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but Feld's not doing it for the love of the sport. Although they have people internally like yourself and Sean that love the sport. That is yeah. not why Feld is there. And Supercross mm-hmm. Futures, again, is a, I'm sure makes a very good profit. Um, so I see that. But it's also a very long program if you're there all day oh, and yeah. late. So I can see where some of these guys, you know, when you have the, the Deegans or the Mumfords and they're like, man, you know, this is a lot to sit through to do mm-hmm. their thing and get their, they're trying, sure. they're trying to get, get their, their, point. their points. Right. So yeah, I, I see both sides. It's interesting, but yeah. I, I don't see it changing. So, well, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say don't see it changing. Cause I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of thought put into this okay. um, and, and we can't change it overnight. And sometimes stuff comes up in the, in the 11th hour, like in December and they're like, well, what if we eliminated that classes? 
And it's like, okay, I'll put together what that model would look like, but we can't do it now because we're already taking entries for, you know, let's say the 2020 season. Yeah, yeah. So that would be like a summer change. Like, okay, here's what we're going to do for class structure for next year. Uh, I want to back up a minute on the, on the finance side of it. Not that I can get too far in the weeds on it, but, um, I mean, I know it's expensive. It's uh, 105 a class. Um, um, but when I guess the riders don't really see it, but futures is pretty close to breaking even, um, our building expenses, our building expenses just on Sunday, um, they're kind of separate from Supercross itself, um, and we kind of have to pay a la carte with the venue. So they have to, I have to pay box office staff, I have to pay security staff, I have to pay parking staff, um, I have to pay for the guy to turn the, the, the PA speakers on in the venue, uh, maintenance staff, janitorial staff. Um, sometimes there's lot rents involved. Um, you know, I think that's kind of the biggest misconception is, is people look at, you know, how many entries there were and just multiply it by the dollars, and they're like, well, Feld's making all that. But I also have a staff of about 25, 30 people that are there to make that race happen as well. Right. Um, you know, they also have to fly in. They have to set up the trailer for registration, and they have to tear that down. They have to run the race, score the races. And that's not just people I can hire in in each market, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, sure. Um, so I, when people say that it, it kind of, I mean, I just know, cause I know the, the, the backside of it. Um, but I, I mean, I, I get it. It's an expensive day of, of riding for sure. So, and we're yeah. looking to see what, what we can change. I mean, there's been all, there was all kinds of, uh, you know, plans and avenues to explore this summer. Um, but unfortunately now I'm not really going to have that opportunity. So, well, hopefully that's all going to get – everything's going to be back to normal in 2021 at the very least. It may take a while to get everything back to normal, but I uh, I fully believe it's – we'll see it change and go back and we'll – it should be an unpleasant memory. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Well, Bill, man, hey, I appreciate you coming on and giving us a little bit of the insight, and um, good luck to you, man. I know it's a struggle being you know one of those laid-off guys. I'm very, very fortunate that I haven't had to deal with that yet. Um but good luck, man, and I, I hope to see you back at a race very soon. Yeah, thanks, Darkside. I uh, I tell you what, though, I am getting a lot of projects done around the house right now. <laughs> yeah, so, well, they they told us yesterday. Upside. Like I told you, I think I told you I work public work. So they told us yeah. yesterday. There's eight of us total, I think, in our department, and they split us. So we're working every other day. Thankfully, we're still getting oh, paid wow. because it's taxpayer dollars, yeah. and if something sure. happens, we have to come to work. So we can't like. Like yeah. I'm off tomorrow, but I can't load up and go ride. I have to be here, yeah. but I yeah, will yeah. be mowing my yard and I'll probably be cleaning my shop out. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. This is just a form of forced spring cleaning. I think. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. Well, Bill, thanks dude. All right. Thanks dark side. Take okay. care. Talk to you soon, bud. See ya. All right. That was Bill Harris. Um, yeah, that was, I think he was pretty honest about that. I liked his responses. Uh, hope you guys did too. We're going to wrap this thing up. Obviously, um, I, I'm sure you guys noticed in the Brian Cranston interview and this one that Steve, my, my co-host Steve, had to take off. But that was fun having him in. So, um, yeah, I want to thank Torque One Racing, our title sponsor. Obviously, Shock Socks for their 
10 second removable fork seal protector. If you don't like changing leaky fork seals, shock socks is the way to go. Follow them on Instagram. You can go to your local dealer and order them through Tucker uh, and burnmotorsports.com. All sport dynamic wrist braces. Listen, guys, we're a lot of us, especially I know you out there, Garrett Rockley. We're getting old, right? We're some old dudes. Um, and injuries suck. We can't miss work. We wear helmets. We put a lot of money into our helmets. We put a lot of money into our boots. You guys need some good wrist braces. Uh, these Allspark Dynamic wrist braces, they're not cheap, but I promise you they will help you 99 times out of 100 from breaking a wrist. I truly believe in these things. I wear them on both my wrists. And actually, when I had that big crash in November on the Bradshaw's bike, I mean, dude, I, I my wrist, when I landed on flat ground and my body buckled my wrist bent all the way back to the stops and the braces stopped my wrist from going any further i truly believe in them things so hit me up uh dark side mx3 at aol if you're interested in pricing follow at wrist brace guy uh blood lubricants best oil on the market dude give them a shout out check them out we're giving some away all the time fly racing obviously you guys know what's up if you got wp suspension hit up power band racing Cherubies USA for your plastic X-Brand goggles just because of the best goggles in the world and they're at a fantastic price. If you want to get anything Cerakoted, need any moto work, works, wheels, and mods, just hit me up. I'll get you in contact. And, of course, extreme colors for your custom painted helmets. Last one, Williams Moto Works. Uh, another, if you need engine work done, and I believe – I don't know if he does suspension or not, to be honest. I think it's just engine work. But he's done Doc's bike. He does really good work, Williams Moto Works. Check him out. Support our sponsors, patreon.com. And again, man, if you can, Aaron253Smith at gmail.com on PayPal. You know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, dude. It goes a long way to these bills that are mounting. Aaron's a, a fantastic guy, a mo- longtime racer, privateer, and he's just super good people. Okay, guys, we're out. It's Dark Side. Be back next week. You know what? No, we will not be back next week. No show. Sorry. Give us two weeks. We'll be back. See ya.